Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the 10th chapter of Mark and focusing on verses 13 through 16. You've probably heard the term childlike faith, and this passage is certainly about that. Jesus rebukes his disciples for keeping children from approaching him. After all, Jesus was very important and very busy and didn't have time for the distractions of a child's attention, right? Wrong, according to Jesus. But beyond the rebuke, Jesus also teaches a lesson about faith and those who populate the kingdom of God. So what does childlike faith mean? Is it a biblical term? Is it required for salvation? These are all very important questions that Pastor Jim will answer as we listen in this week. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Faith Like Children. It's our joy to come to Mark chapter 10 once again today. And our venue for this morning is a very short little passage that I think you're going to look at first glance and say, that's pretty straightforward, I get that. And then I think you're going to see when we dig a little bit deeper, a marvelous, marvelous pile of truth is buried just under the surface of this. Remember that as we entered chapter 10 of Mark, um, we vaulted forward in the life of Jesus. Mark is the shortest gospel. He never pretended to try to cover the entire life of Jesus. He said, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And everything he does include is for that purpose of showing you that Christ is the Son of God. Now we're in the final few weeks leading up to the cross in the white space between the end of chapter 9 and the beginning of chapter 10, you have everything that is recorded in Luke 9.51 through Luke 18.14, over nine chapters skipped, if you will, and the same for everything from John 11 through, or John 7.11 through the end of chapter 11. So Mark skips what we know of as the later Judean ministry of Jesus when He ministered in the region of Judea down in and around Jerusalem and to the south of there as He had ministered for over a year and a half up in the northern region of Galilee. When we are um, rejoined to Him in Mark, He's been in the region or is in the region called Perea, east of the Jordan River, a little south of Jerusalem. He's had there that encounter with the Pharisees who tried to get him in trouble by asking a loaded question about divorce, and he has finished that encounter. And then we have this little passage before us. We're not exactly sure of the sequence, but it apparently happened as he was leaving Perea to march inexorably toward Jerusalem where he would go for the final time in his first coming in order to go to the cross. There are two things dominating Jesus' mind at this stage. The cross is, of course, central. Everything he is doing is pointing to the cross. 
And the second thing he's doing along the way, as he has been doing for most of the final year of his life, it's training the apostles and the other devoted disciples who traveled with him and with the apostles. So this passage is important for the training of the disciples, obviously, and you'll see it is a very personal thing for them. Uh, It's important enough that it is included in all three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and and Luke. And and it's, it's very significant because through his attitude toward children and his comments about children, he's going to use that situation to teach us about genuine faith and about the kingdom of God. We have a little outline for our four verses today, but the outline is not really significant in this case, just a way to break it down for you to perhaps remember it. Number one, bring children to the Lord, verse 13. Number two, have childlike faith, verses 14 and 15. And then verse 16, bless the children. Let's dive in, and then after we see the surface of the text, I want to show you what is behind all of this and what is so wonderful for us to comprehend. Mark 10, 13, it says, And they were bringing children to Him so that He might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. People are streaming to Jesus just as they always had. There had been a big crowd in Perea when the Pharisees tried to take their final pot shot at Him in that, in that region. And now those same people, just like all the ones that had flocked to Jesus for the healings and the teaching all along, they're bringing children to Him. Matthew and Mark use the word for child, paideia. Uh, Luke uses the word brefe, referring to little babies. And so put that together, and we know that these children were anywhere from newborns to five, six, seven, eight, ten years old. The parents wanted Jesus to touch their children. They had seen him heal by touching. Uh, if any of these children were sick, they probably did want them to be healed. Maybe if they, if they weren't sick, maybe they were just hoping for health insurance if they, were, if they were well. But they wanted the blessing of this marvelous teacher. We uh, have certain writings preserved from some rabbis who instruct parents to bring their children to the rabbis for blessings and for special prayers. Very similar to what we do when we have a baby dedication, committing those children to the Lord. The Jewish practice that was customary at that time was for the father to bring an infant child to the synagogue and pray for the child himself. Then he would hand the baby over to the elders, and they would each hold the baby and pray for God's blessing on that child's life. The fact that Jesus welcomed this indicates that, at least in general, He accepts that practice. He accepts the pure motives of the parents. It's highly unlikely that most of those bringing children really did have saving faith because most people didn't. At that time, many of them were probably about to be saved in the coming weeks, especially at uh, the day of Pentecost. Maybe many of them would have turned out being there. So we know that 
It was children of all ages, from tiny babies through at least older toddler age, probably what, what we would call um, uh, elementary age. And we also know from the verb tenses that this didn't just happen once. The people kept coming and kept bringing children. But we also know that the disciples were rebuking the people. Again, by comparing all three Gospels, we know that the rebuke came on more than one occasion. So the picture seems to be people coming from all around and the disciples trying to discourage them. All right, let's put a positive spin on it for a moment. The disciples probably were trying to protect Jesus from what they perceived to be interruptions to the the things He was doing. They didn't want Him doing non-essential things. But on the other hand, it's pretty obvious that their assessment was not at all what Jesus wanted it to be. The disciples were seeing it as an interruption to what they considered the more important adult things that needed to take place, but Jesus didn't see it that way. So notice the most obvious point. It's a very high priority to bring children to Jesus. If you profess Jesus as your Lord, your children should be able to see through your words and your actions and your habits and your commitments and your priorities that your highest priority on earth is knowing Him and leading them to know Him. If your kids don't see in you that being a child of God, being with the people of God in His church, serving and worshiping and and provoking each other to love and good deeds, if they don't see that that is your utmost importance, I don't know how to say it other than you're sinning against your children and your grandchildren. That is our highest priority to bring children to Jesus. They need to see you feeding yourself on the Word of God. They need to see you praying or you are sinning against them. Now, why can I say that so strongly? Because it doesn't exactly say that in verse 13. Ah, yeah, but there's the next two verses that teach us to have childlike faith. Mark 10, 14 and 15. But when Jesus saw this, when He saw the disciples rebuking the people for bringing the children, when, the disciple, when Jesus saw this, He was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to Me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to... And now hang on to these three words because we're going to be back to them a couple times today. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. All. These two verses are ready to explode into your mind with new insights if you'll let them. Mark went out of his way to include this story. You could, you could pluck it out of his gospel and, it, and join it, join the what's before and what's after, and, and you wouldn't think anything was missing. Obviously, this is something the Holy Spirit deemed very important for us to know. The, the Mosaic Covenant, the Old Covenant, required passing on the knowledge of the Word of God from generation to to generation, or if not, Israel would suffer curses. We're not under the Mosaic Covenant. 
we're not Israel, but the principle still applies. If we don't pass along the knowledge of the Word of God to the next generation, the church will die. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye.